There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midlin, live from the South Point Studio, hotel, casinos, tip of the strip where uh, everybody's having a great time watching college basketball this weekend as they were all over Las Vegas. Um, but because I mentioned the South Point, um, can we send a shout-out to Chrissy Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook? Yes. So he was on the show last week. We were hanging out. I hung out with him Friday after the show for a bit, had a chat with him. And, uh, you know, we're all immersed in college basketball through the weekend, and all of a sudden on my timeline, I had no idea. I think Ryan Hyatt was the first one to alert me to it a few hours uh, after Chrissy posted this. But late Friday night, early Saturday morning, like 2 a.m. Saturday morning, so this is after the first round of March Madness, Chrissy wakes up, or I don't even know if he fell asleep, in intense pain. His appendix was, uh, he, he he had acute appendicitis. So he had to go to the hospital where he underwent an appendectomy, and Chrissy's doing great. Uh, as people who are familiar with uh, appendic- appendices, I believe is the plural of appendix, as you know, um, it's a vestigial organ in your body. Humans have no use for it after all the uh, hundreds of years of evolution. But the only time you're aware of your appendix is when it gets irritated or something happens with it, and... It needs to be removed because the danger is if you're a, if you let it go and your appendix ruptures, you could die. But if you get to it quick enough, it's easy peasy. And Chrissy, uh, texting, oh, excuse me, tweeting everybody, thanks everyone. I'm out of surgery and doing fine. Nothing too bad. But anybody who wants to uh, wish Chrissy uh, well in his uh, recovery, still in the hospital there, recovering because you need a few days after your appendix is removed. Please do it. Andrew Sports. Send him a shout. Yeah, that was uh, that was shocking to hear. Chris, hope you're doing well uh, and better. But yeah, I, we were talking with him on Thursday, Friday, and bam. Yeah. Picture from him from the You office. still have your appendix? I do. Appendix is, actually. What do you mean appendix is? For plural. I was, I was like, wow. I, was, I can't believe Gil knew the plural. Is it appendixes? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, appendix typically has the plural appendixes in the anatomical sense and appendices yeah. when referring to a part of a book or document. Oh, okay. I thought you said you had two appendixes. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. You busted and out I'm the like, plural of appendix And I'm like, show. I'm no, like, you right. don't, Kelly Bidlin. No, you don't. I got mine taken got out. one kidney, two appendixes. <laughs> got mine taken out when I was 18 years old. 18 years old, we went to, I remember, really? we went, to, went to Shakey's Pizza right outside of D.C., right across the D.C. border. 
And I remember I had no appetite all of a sudden. I'm like, I'll just have a Coke. My buddy Tommy was just laughing at me. He's like, what's wrong with you? And I tried going to sleep that night. I still, this was before college. I was still living with my parents. And I like couldn't sleep. I think I slept for like one hour. I tried to, I tried to stand straight after, after, you know, I got up in the morning. Yeah. It was appropriate time to get up. I couldn't stand straight. I'm keeled over, go to my, go to my dad. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't stand. I got this terrible pain. And my dad famously, which went down in family lore for years later, goes, drink some prune juice. You'll be okay. <laughs> So like he like put me in danger because we just delayed it for like three hours <laughs> in those days. And then those days you went to like the family doctor. And I remember he he, lay, he I was lying down, he pressed on my stomach. No, you know, he goes, Does that hurt? I go, Well, no more than anybody else pressing on my stomach. And he lets go and the pain shoots through you. And I remember the smile on his oh, face. Man. And he says to my dad, he goes, Your son has acute appendicitis. You gotta take him in. Yeah, that reminds me of, I have a similar story of me and a group of buddies, uh, a spring break in the Florida Keys, traversing our way down to Key West, and uh, after night one of partying, uh, one of my buddies is complaining all morning about, uh, morning a day about the stomach pain he's having, and I'm like, just here, like, chuck a bottle of Pepto his way, like, suck it up, man, we got like six more days to go, like, we're really moving. Suck it up. And we're like, we're driving down towards <laughs> Key West, and he's in the car complaining about pain, and we're like, Keeling hey. over. But this is, this is my buddy Casey, who, okay, he, he's a little soft, he complains about a lot of things, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't believe him at all, I'm like, well, we suck all it know up, Casey. man. Yeah. Exactly. I'm uh-huh. like, we got a long ways to go, we ain't pulling off the side, finally have to stop at the hospital, boom, uh, appendicitis. That's though, you know, people have a lot of guilt from that, like just dismissing people's appendix veins. Anyway, Chrissy, Chrissy's okay, thank goodness. Chrissy's been through a lot. Like he needed an an appendectomy in the middle of March madness first weekend. So uh, we send a shout out to our beloved Chrissy Andrews, Um, which brings us to, ladies and gentlemen, sort of an appropriate segue Survivor. Hit it! Thanks, B. Kev on top of Kevy, it today. Kevy Kev's finger was this the whole time. <laughs> the whole time we're going through the appendix stuff. He's like, I'm for ready for you, For 65 minutes he's been sitting over there. I'm ready for you, Gilly. <laughs> when do you say it? Um, okay, so the Survivor, and I get it. This is another crusade of, of mine, which was saying, you know how we're, we're the ones talking about Survivor. Two years from now, everybody will be talking about it. you got to be in Survivor. It's so much better than just filling out brackets. So I'm in a Survivor pool that has... Over 1,600 entries. And by the way, because of rebuys permitted, it'll be more than that. It'll be more than that. It might be 18. It might be 2,000. I'm not sure. Guess what place I'm in. Just guess. 17th. 7th place. Oh, man. I almost did 7th, too. I'm in 7th place. Because when it comes to Survivor, Kelly, I built the swing set. <laughs> I, just, I almost it's owes an, you. It's an inside joke. What if I said, um, what if I said 7? I, if you out? had said 7th. I would have been like, O's, is that you? O's Perlman? Dang. So anyway, here's the thing about being in seventh place. It's awesome, right? It's great because you're positioned in a great, great spot. But you, you're still a massive dog to win. because, And not just because I'm, there's six people in front of me. But the way that we do Survivor, it's a different pick every day. We don't even, when we get to the lead eight, you don't, there's no like leeway for, oh, you can pick two, pick, two days on one day, two on the other. No, it's a pick a day, and think about it. The duration of March Madness is 10 days of basketball through the championship. We've only done four, right? So they're still, and not necessarily go all the way, but even if we do, you know, before it's called, before there's a, a winner and there's a last man standing, but even if it's four more days to get through, 
it's like it might as well be what was the uh when uh Hitler's army could see the Kremlin in the distance and it was like it might as well be the moon. You'll never get there. I mean this this kind of still feels that way even though the first weekend went well. And why did it go well? Cuz it's aggregate scoring in terms of the seating you get through. Right. I had Princeton. I had Princeton in in their second game against Missouri. So that's a 15 seed. And that's, and that's how you have to play Survivor when it's incentivized for the lower seeds. And so I hit so that. With, I hit Northwestern. So with your standings. Florida Atlantic. Sorry, go ahead. With your standings real quick. So it's, a, it's not all. It's the Survivor. So the guys that have survived in advance. And then there's a standings based on the points. Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. So, yeah, Which, I, I hear you. You almost. Like how much, how much further ahead is, that, is, the, is the guy who's in first place? It, we don't know yet if I'll be able to overcome them or not. Obviously, if they lose, I, I would be able to. But, yeah, if we just kept going, would I be able to? I don't know what they'll be picking. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. So there's, there's that, right? I could, I might not be able to win even if I kept going. And more likely, I won't win because I'll get knocked out. Because what you have to hit, Kelly, is a 10-team money line right, parlay. Exactly. You gotta, or you or gotta, an 8-teamer. You're going to pick the freaking winner every day, yeah. man. It's, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Yeah. And, and by the way, every time you make a pick, the field of, of choices gets narrow and narrower. And you have to keep in mind, there's a bracket, and this game, these games are played on this day, and these games are played on that day. That was my tip last week for Survivor. Remember, the Thursday, Saturdays this week are not going to be the Thursday, Saturdays necessarily next week in terms of when they play. Optionality is the key to Survivor. So the question becomes, who do I play Thursday? Who do I play Friday? And I think, I think, don't hold me to this, but I think I'm playing Michigan State on Thursday as a number seven seed against Kansas State. I think that's the play. And I think I'm playing Creighton on Friday as a number six seed. I, I mean, I that one against, Friday. Against right? Princeton. I think that's the way to go. I think that's the way. For Friday, that's definitely the way to go. By the way, I have two entries left. I'm just talking about the one that's on top. The other one is still alive, but it's way back. Thursday's definitely a lot more difficult. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So I could be done by, by Friday morning. You may not hear the Survivor theme. Like, Kevy Kev may have no reason to press the Beyonce <laughs> Destiny's Child Survivor <laughs> soundbite. But as far as getting out of the first, I didn't get past the I didn't get past the third day last year. But to be in seventh place out of you know nearly seventeen hundred entries, I'm pretty pumped right now. But we shall see. So you, you got to be in a survivor pool, dude. Tim Murray uh, m- moving lines on us here. What Sir- you, Circa just went from six to five on that FAU Tennessee. There you go. There are some curious spreads next week. By the way, real quick, can we squeeze in some tennis because people were asking about it? Um, yep. We did not hit the Ega future because she lost in the semis where they talked about how she said afterwards and after her loss to Elena Rybakina how she had a rib injury she couldn't play at her highest level that explains a lot of her getting rolled by Rybakina in the semis Uh, but we did hit the Carlitos futures and so that was it just was a tremendous finish to the Miami Open he rolled Daniil Medvedev in in straight sets yesterday Indian Wells Oh, what did I say? Miami. Yeah, Miami coming up. Part of the Sunshine Double. Pardon me. Indian Wells, which I attended last week. It was just a beautiful place. Just absolutely gorgeous tennis tournament. Hard to get to, but once you're there, tennis paradise, as they say. So Miami opened the second part of the Sunshine Double. Ego on the lady side 
is the short shot by far again, plus 175. Sabalenka 7 to 1, Rabakina 9 to 1. And we were saying last week on the show that if I were to give my actual rankings, forget what the point system has them as rankings right now, Iga's the number one player in the world, Sabalenka's the number two, and Rabakina's number three. And that's why she was no lock, even without a rib injury, to get to the uh, the promised land at Indian Wells last week. Oh. So would I bet it, Iga? I wouldn't until I know about the rib injury. Right. If she's going to play, then yes, I would. If she's not, then I guess the problem will solve itself. Like, if she's playing, I think you have to think of her. It's as simple as that for you, though? If she's playing, it's she, then she's she's fine enough? Yeah. Okay. I do. It really is. As great as Sabalenka and Rabakin are. And by the way, on the men's side... Um, where we don't have odds posted. We don't have posted Yeah, odds. I don't know why. Oh, we don't. Because we like don't know. Nowhere. Are they worried Carlitos is not uh, committing? I don't know. I like that you brought that up because that's what I told the guys downstairs. Yeah. Novak Djokovic, ineligible. Love it. Coming back, Wes Reynolds will join us. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only 19 United States dollars. Our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets and tools like our exclusive betting splits. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Again, shout out to Will Hill for winning the uh, the big contest at uh, at Circa, the Circa College Hoops Challenge. He fended off Greg Hoops Peterson by a game and a half. Man, it only took us about five times, to- five times, but we got the name of the contest right. Bri- Nailed it, bro. I've been nailing it <laughs> since Friday. No, nothing, nothing before that, but since Friday, perfect record. Like the Matt Humans Invitational Circa Contest. Yeah, the, yeah. the Matt Humans Invitational Tournament. Uh, Will Hill. Shout out to all those guys. Though. Shout out for, to all for, yes. I mean, Humans and all the Circa guys for putting that together. The Jimmy, football one was awesome. Jimmy Root f- uh, finished two games back as well. He was in it. Very competitive. Very competitive. And if mm-hmm. Will doesn't get that fortunate ending in that Memphis game, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't hold on. But he does. And for his efforts, what does he get? A cabana? What's he what's he got? Yeah, he gets a cabana. Uh Isaiah just asked me, is that for the final four? Um, and I said, no, I don't know. I'm assuming he gets to kind of pick his day. <laughs> it's for it's comes, for the CBI but... championship. He gets, <laughs> he gets a cabana. I don't, awesome. I don't, I'm assuming he gets to pick a day, but you know, they're probably hey, speaking of Isaiah. They, the crew, Isaiah oh, Von Vrinkle, yeah. everybody, is our director. 
and uh, I lost the conference tournament uh, challenge between me and Kelly. That was not a Matt Humans Invitational. We had our own thing. Mm-hmm. And I lost by exactly four games. I know, tough to do. So Felica suggested I should give the crew 100 bucks per every game I lost by, which I did. So we gave them $400. And... Uh, would you like me to break out how how please, they how their please, bets went? Please do. Uh, they did one one bet to win it all. Okay. Who? That was on Marquette. <clears throat> Out. Uh, and then that was two hundred dollars on that. Ooh, and then they went a hundred dollars on a final to make the final four on two different teams. On who? Arizona. <clears throat> and Kansas. <laughs> So they done. <laughs> well, that was fun. Nice job, crew. We tried. We have, we, have, we tried. We yeah. have a lot. We have a lot of different people that work on this show, and, and sometimes you know, some more than others. Some we have you know, kind of differing people. So we were we were having the long conversation about you know how are we going to break out all this money? You know, and I'm like, you know what, guys, maybe we should just have this conversation when we actually if the, when there's actually winnings to divide or not. <laughs> By Glad way, we stopped that then. Ma- by the way, March Madness, we're all so immersed in March Madness. I had March Madness and tennis on the side that there were other sports going on. And we'll talk to Wes, I guess, briefly about golf, too. But, like, the World oh, Baseball man. Classic, Jason Weingarten, we got to get him in tomorrow. He wants to come on tomorrow. He was in town this weekend. He was betting World Baseball Classic left and right over at Circa. And he was just texting me the whole time about it. Apparently, it was just awesome. Trey Turner with the Grand Slam. Uh, over the weekend to beat Venezuela, and then the U.S. wins over Cuba. They crushed Cuba yesterday. And so he wants to talk World Baseball Classic. Remember, he had Japan to win it all from the start. They're still alive. He wants to talk that. He's got an MVP play that he just made in Major League Baseball as well, and he's got a really strong opinion on a total that he didn't have before that now he's just convinced of an under bet. So we'll have Jason on to talk uh, all things baseball tomorrow. Um, can we read tweets before we get to the NBA? Let's read some tweets. Sure. Because there's, there's tons of these to get to. We get tweets at beating the book. Jesse Welch. He goes, ha, ha, ha. I'm, he says, I'm freaking dying over the Pavlo, over the Paxlovid tweet. Remember, if you have COVID, try Paxlovid. That's what they said. Zach and Cheese, just out of curiosity, Gil, did Kentucky, the team that lost in 2014 to UConn, to UConn, qualify for the winning formula? That is an outstanding question. Uh, I want to say that they did that year, but let me let me check on that, and I'll get back to you. Did Kentucky remember? Because that was like a a seven eight final or something like that mm-hmm. in terms of the seeding. Uh, checking right now on Kentucky, no, they did not. They were like thirty second in adjusted. Excuse me, yeah, thirty second in adjusted defense at Ken Palm that year. So either one of them, neither one of them would have qualified that year. Um, Marcus Phillips, uh, talking to Chrissy, you are brave after listening to so many pods with Gil, your journey through life and all the complications you have endured in the last five to seven years. Hence why I call you my Leonidas, uh, also because you have a Greek background, LOL. So Marcus Phillips from Spain, wishing, uh, Chrissy, uh, quick recovery. Jared Earls, you know what I love about the formula? That you have people who come out, because uh, we I put together this formula for decades, and then you have listeners who are so passionate about the formula, they tell me when I'm wrong about it, Jared Earls said UCLA did not have three wins against the RPI top 10% coming into the tournament. So they also can't qualify for the championship formula. Jared, I appreciate the feedback. They still can though. And they will, if they are to get there, beat a team in the top 10% of RPI, but you are right. As we've pointed out, they've only beaten two 
top 10% RPI. A lot of people talking about how survivor pools just got crushed in New Jersey because of the restrictions on betting on New Jersey teams. Uh, Jason H11, he fell for it also, Kelly. He said he thought you were some freak with two appendixes. Anything else you'd like to share, Kelly? <laughs> Los, oh, Ve- Los Vegas 514 on my uh, appendix story. He goes, yo, maybe it was the Shakey's pizza. Glad you're okay. No, no, I didn't have any. I only had a Coke. Bill Krakenberger responding to the whole uh, Gonzaga TCU play-by-play that I put out on Twitter. He says, hashtag, so you want to be a gambler. D. Wayne Fitzgerald, MD. I was alluding to this earlier about live betters, how live betters who have crushed college basketball all year were having a tough time in this tournament. He goes, I know this will seem like I'm making a generalization, but winning pro betters have hated this tournament and will continue to hate it more in the future. That's from D. Wayne Fitzgerald. Uh, and on and on with the tweets. But let's let's do this NBA. We'll get some more tweets. Let's do this MVP market here, Kelly, because we've talked about it now for, uh, well, for a long time, but certainly we ramped it up last week because Joel Embiid of the Sixers, winners of nine in a row, is now up to minus 220. Mm-hmm. And Nikola Jokic, even though the Nuggets did get a win last night, Nuggets still losers of five of their last seven. He's at plus 250. Giannis plus 450. Would you bet Jokic now? Yeah. I would too. It's getting to the point where yes, what, like really? Yeah, we saw the over the over two to one start to pop over the weekend. I haven't bet it yet. Just to clarify, I have not bet it yet. Mm-hmm. F- frankly, because it, it's in the range for a bet for me, Gil. But I don't know at this point. I don't really know what the rush to bet it would be when I mean he goes out and drops a triple double last night. Just you know, ho hum triple double for Nikola Jokic, and the odds don't move. Like, we're, we're reacting to everything that Embiid and the Sixers do, and you're only reacting one way with the Nuggets. Like, as you mentioned, they, you know, they've racked up some losses, and that yeah. seems to be shoving him down the board. They're still the number one seed in the West, correct? Yes, yes. yes. Now, Philadelphia is in the lead in the Atlantic because the Celtics can't get it together. By the way, in all of this, that's probably the most interesting development of all this, it really how is. the Celtics have just gone to meh. Yeah, I don't, so like when when people when people ask me about that part of it though, like yes, I think it does matter with the standings when you're talking about MVP and where you finish. But no matter, I, I mean, only if the Sixers overtake Milwaukee, am I going really, to say like like otherwise it's it's still extremely impressive he, that this Denver team anchored not just anchored by Nikola Jokic. I mean, he has over the past few years had to carry this team by himself. At many times, because the other stars have been on the bench banged up with injuries. It's a fascinating case study of groupthink. Like, it, it really is. It's like, you know, everybody's taking out their money at the banks. Like, oh, he did it. I'm doing it. This is, this is fascinating to me. Yeah, I'm just pulling off. I'm, I, I'll, I'll keep going back to this. Yes, I know the, the teams are different, and you have more talent, in my opinion, on Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Uh, but just the, on, the on-off numbers. Um, plus 9.8 for Joel Embiid this year, like and that. plus 27.2 for Nikola Jokic. <laughs> I mean, that's stat alone. Yeah. That's stat alone three times. They are 20 points better on offense when he's on the court. What are we talking about? <laughs> that's not, I, I have not made a bet in this market to date. I'm about to bet Jokic. Yeah. I, I, but Gil, I, I don't think we have to. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this without looking at schedules yeah. right now. Well, they but, play each other a week from today. Yeah, like look at schedules, if and, you, and you can kind of plan out when to time this bet. Yeah, but I'm not. That's where, like, I, I saw this move. 
like JVT and I talked about it on Saturday, um, on Live Bet Saturday. I was like, over two to one, I'm betting Jokic. But like then I kind of looked at the schedule. I'm like, I'm not going to, there's no rush to bet this if, if we're only moving this one way. Might the MVP come down to one game's performance a week from tonight? I would sh- really hope not. In but, other words, if yeah. one of those guys completely outplays the other, is that all that's going to matter in this? Okay. If Embiid destroys Jokic or vice versa, is that going to determine this? I'm going to kind of say, I'm going to kind of answer both ways here. <laughs> that would really suck if our if if that that's what happened. I agree. However, all three of these guys are so close, and if any three if any three of them win, I will not be mad about that. Yeah, that might influence some voters. <laughs> they may never admit it. They might never admit it. But, but that yeah. might influence some voters. We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, We'll look at most improved real quick, but Wes Reynolds joins us to talk college hoops. On the other side, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bets! Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game. Vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds standing by. We get tweets at beating the book. Can I just say, Kelly, we have the greatest listeners. The numbers game has the greatest listeners. Everybody picks up on everything. People are funny. People are witty, insightful, honest. Cannot thank all y'all enough. Uh, this is from uh, Mike Zill's Duke. Mike Zill's Duke 90. Oh, talk about uh, appendectomy. Chrissy Andrews uh, undergoing the appendectomy. He goes, three signs, appendicitis fever, right lower quadrant pain, not hungry. He said, less than one, uh, he said, less than 1% of people have dextrocardia, heart on right, appendix on left. Oh, there's a stat. Heart on right, appendix on left. What? What? That exists? Do doctors know about this? He said, cool, cool <laughs> old surgeons before CAT scans will do a small left incision with this to show their cockiness. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, Elvis Toast Patterson fan. He said, get well soon, Chris. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro and I set an over-under line for you to be back to work at the South Point in nine and a half days. New York Mess 16. Gil, do you have to make a play on the lady side? Oh, this is a great point. Do you have to make a play on the lady side now in Miami before Iga declares she's not playing because the odds will change drastically? It's a great point. Uh, Rabakina and Sabalenka are at numbers with Iga that they won't even be anywhere near if she doesn't play. I mean, they'll Iga, be like in the 200s, right? Absolutely. So, yes, that's a that's a great suggestion. Arena Sabalenka at 7-1, to one, Rabakina at 9-1. to one. I'm not uh, – listen, I'm, I don't think Iga will sit this out is my guess, but who knows? Maybe she will. It should have been clear. Obviously, I didn't do a good job. That, that was my point of kind of asking you yeah. about betting her. yeah. Now, it's the all these other numbers, because they will drastically shift if she doesn't play or if she withdraws during it. Sabalenka, Rabakina. The other one would be uh, Barbora Krajikova is interesting at 12 to 1. Should mention that. Alan Mitchell. Can't wait for uh, Chris's next book. Then One Bedpan, about a downtrodden bookmaker <laughs> hospitalized during <terrible>. March Madness. <laughs> Jesse Welch, what do y'all think about this market getting SEC at almost two to one with three teams in three regions, along with the favorite to win is enticing. He's talking about uh, SEC being the short shot of all conferences to win the tournament. Well, according to the formula, it's really just about Bama and you can bet 
you can get a better number just betting them singularly, is what I would say to that. Um, oh, and I just want to address this before we get to Wes, because this is also Elvis Toast Patterson. Gilly, you being a numbers guy, was Steve Fezzik's bet on the Purdue Boilermakers money line Friday at minus 4,500, a smart bet based on probability. That bet will win way more than it loses. The past teaches that. Do you recommend it to average bettors? Okay, I want to address this real quick before we get to Wes. No, I don't recommend it for average bettors. It's not for everybody. Let's just say that in advance. Average bettors, that's not, that's not your entree into sports betting. But I will say this. Uh, I love Steve Fezzik. So let me, let me, I just want to say this about sports betting and the sports betting quote-unquote community. I've never been around a community that loves the misfortune of others more than sports bettors do. And so, yes, it is a smart mathematical bet. And every once in a while, it's not 100%, every once in a while, it's going to lose, and that person is going to take a hit on it. But the people who put out these bets publicly, by the way, just my tennis picks that I put them out publicly— we're actually the ones that have the onions to do it publicly. And if a lot of folks are sitting around with the courage of anonymity, if you're waiting for someone to fail, you'll get your way. We yeah. will at some point. That's just how this is. Um, now, I've said this to Steve, and I hope Steve doesn't mind me talking about this. I've said this to Steve personally, so I'll say it here. I, I have said to him before, I was like, you know, you're such a great guy. Like on Twitter, you, you, you do come off a little different. And he acknowledges it, right? He acknowledges some of that. But like... Steve Fesick is a massively smart better who knows what he's doing. And like, I've just, it's just amazing how many people love to, uh, love to hate. crap on people others. Love to hate. People love to hate. People love to hate. But Fesick, no, it but, is uh, a good bet. It's not for everybody. There's my answer. Sports betting, it's not, it's not poker. It's blackjack. You're all sitting at the table. You're all trying to beat the house. Like, what's it? I'm yeah. with you. I, I never understand why, why, why we got to feel the need to hate on people's bets or whatever. A fascinating strain of DNA. It's not enough for you to be right. You just want others to be wrong, too. Uh, Wes Reynolds joins us, everybody. He's the glue that holds all of this together. You can find him on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one. How you doing, Wes? Good morning. Good morning. We have Wes okay? Yeah, we got his audio? Okay. Um, Wes, first of all, uh, we'll just talk about your alma mater first. Indiana looked good for a while there against Miami, and then all of a sudden, about halfway through the second half, it all collapsed. What are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, look, I mean, it's kind of the same old story for the Big Ten, which has uh, one team remaining now, that being Michigan State in the East region. And you've kind of really seen that from the Big Ten. It, it, because of the style of play, because it is a very physical style of play in the Big Ten, it's officiated differently, that carries over, over to the NCAA tournament where you got a lot of these teams that play bully ball and you get into the NCAA tournament and it's not bully ball necessarily anymore. And I, I thought Indiana actually got kind of bullied, especially on the glass last night. I mean, Miami was the smaller team. So you thought, okay, that's where Indiana has the advantage with the first team uh, uh, national All-American and Trace Jackson Davis. And they gave up like 20 offensive rebounds. Miami was just way more athletic than Indiana and you could see it really from the get-go, even though Indiana made a run, took a lead in the second half, and then you had one of the players, I think they were up 50-47, to 47, and I believe it was Miller Cop who goes and, you know, in transition, just pulls up from like 35 feet and takes a three, it misses, Miami goes and hits another three, ties the game. That was the momentum shifter, and then it just got away from Indiana at the end. 
Uh, we talked about, as I'm sure you will tonight, when uh, you and Matt Humans do VEASAN tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, about everything, all, like every reaction, every thought in your head about this past four days. And, and we talked, obviously, the two big headliners, Purdue going down as a number one seed to Fairleigh Dickinson, only the second time in history that's happened. Obviously, the... Uh, the bad beat or the miracle cover late last night between Gonzaga and TCU, whichever side you were on, that would be your perspective. Uh, that would determine your perspective on that. And then everything in between, I was talking about pet peeves of mine with live betting, Mizzou fouling just over and over ridiculously against Princeton. Talk about this ridiculous sort of cottage industry of announcers when, when teams are down three saying, get the quick two. Uh, and when they don't, then they're like, oh, yeah, that took too long. Um, so there's so many things. What was your biggest takeaway? If, I could, if you could isolate one, maybe it's about a team, maybe it's about a trend. What was the, your biggest takeaway from this four-day stretch? Well, from a team perspective, and I'll go back to part of the answer to the last question, I'll use Purdue here as the example. And look, I thought Purdue was going to get out of this region. Uh, you know, that was kind of, it was kind of was like a ridiculous thought to say, but contrarian number one seed, if you will. And just just to watch Purdue and, you know, Matt Painter, obviously, when you're the coach, you have to take uh, a lot of the blame here. And I will say this and people I said this on Twitter and people thought I was ridiculous and had two heads or something. And I said, I still think Matt Painter is a good coach. I think he's a stubborn coach. And I think it was his stubbornness that probably got them bounced out of the tournament of the fact that he didn't go zone to protect Zach Eady in the pick and roll. You know, he runs kind of, you know, he runs what he runs and he's very devoted to the system he runs and the principles that they run. But it wasn't all on Matt Painter either. It was on the players. I mean, those players look scared to death. Yeah. Nobody could hit it. Nobody could hit a shot. Nobody wanted to shoot the ball. And I, I'll get back to, you know, playing in the Big Ten, I, I think a lot of these teams and a lot of these coaches, Matt Painter included at Rutgers, Steve, or, or Matt Painter at Purdue, Steve Peichel at Rutgers, because the style of play, they gear and they build these teams to win in the Big Ten. That doesn't always equate to building a team to winning in March. And look, March has variants here. There's a lot of great coaches and Hall of Fame coaches that never made the that never made the final four, never won a national championship, like Gene Cady at Purdue. I think that that's an example. So, uh, you know, some of it is just March variance, but some of it too is knowing your style of play and knowing what wins and what wins in March are guards. And Indiana found that out the hard way last night against Miami because Miami's guards and wings were way better than Indiana's. This is the most basic of all questions, but we never ask this. It seems like when we when we talk on this network, who what's your who does your gut tell you wins it all right now? Uh, UConn. Wow. If I'm just looking at the first two games of the tournament, to me they've been the most impressive team. Just watching games, not even looking at stats or looking at Ken Palm and what the efficiencies were on offense or defense. UConn to me looks super impressive because first round they had an up-tempo team in Iowa that presses and, you know, gets the game fast paced. And then you have St. Mary's that wants to slow the game to a crawl. And UConn was able to play both styles. And I think that's the key to a team winning in March. You have to be adaptable. Sometimes you're going to be put in a track meet. Sometimes you're going to be put in a crawl. And you have to be able to, uh, to win on both sides. And I think UConn has so far. Wes, uh, hang out Wes. with us, if you will, because we want to get all your sweet 16 thoughts. That, just around the bend right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for all live bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. So many great tweets today. I'm going to read some more. Wes Reynolds standing by here. This is from uh, this is from Scott. He said, how's the Celtics swoon affecting the coach of the year market? Well, I mean, it's still Mike Brown. I responded off air. It's a great question if the Kings and Mike Brown didn't exist. Yeah. But they do. Never they, s- and, and that's, the Kings haven't been to a playoff game. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2006 in a league we're more than half the teams make the play. How many times do I say, if he's not coach of the year, I have no idea what a coach yeah. of the year is. Nemesis Enforcer. This was a great low-key comment on your, on, your, on your part, Kelly. Do doctors know about this? <laughs> <laughs> the heart on the right, the appendix on the left? This, is a, this really is. I should do an investigation. Trip Tepper. Oh, Does the TCU Gonzaga finish count as a buzzer beater for the over-under one-and-a-half buzzer beater prop Offered at books across the country. Does the bet require the team making the shot to take the lead and thus win the game? You have to win the game with the buzzer beater. Buzzer beater doesn't count on the spread. That is not what they define as a buzzer beater. Um, Chrissy Andrews responding to the uh, then one bedpan book. He said, there'll be no then one bedpan book. I'm still able to go to the bathroom under my own power, (laughs) thankfully. Get him, Chrissy. Get him. Uh, Chance Copperpot, your thoughts on other sports bettors rooting for others to fail is dead on accurate. I never understood the disdain for other success. The reason why I can't last more than a week in a Discord betting group. It always devolves into name calling. Uh, we aren't betting against each other when we place our bets at a book. So it makes no sense. And frankly, the only one that benefits from it is the books. And then Phil Weiss, uh, no filter 37 he says, just because you like him talking about Fezzik and he's such a smart better, quote unquote, doesn't minimize the utter stupidity of the bet. It's not hate, it's facts. No, Phil, it's not facts. And you're mistaken. It actually is. And for a better like, like Steve, who's done this many times before, 
it, 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 mathematically, it is not a poor bet, but it doesn't win 100% of the time. So just because you view it that way doesn't make it fact. Sorry about that. Just doesn't. Wes Reynolds joins us once again. Uh, VEASAN's own Wes Reynolds. Wes, you didn't have uh, the winner in the Valspar, did you, this weekend? I did not. Matt Brown did on long shots? Matt Brown hit it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 16 he did. or 70 to 1, I believe. Yeah, 60 or 71. Taylor Moore we're talking about. One-stroke lead over Adam Shank. Um, okay, let's get to the Sweet 16, Wes, because I'm, I'm curious what you like here. Let's start with the Thursday games, New York City, and here in Las Vegas, FAU, Tennessee, Michigan State, Kansas State in New York on Thursday, Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA in Vegas on Thursday. What leaps off the page for you, sir? Uh, I mean, I would be initially, at least initial first glance, I think the market's kind of bearing that out right now, at least this morning, is Florida Atlantic uh, taking five and a half to Tennessee because that's the region, really, that east region, FAU, Tennessee, Michigan State, Kansas State, where that's, I think, the most wide open region because uh, when I when I looked going into this NCAA tournament and I take uh, my little angle here, that has that is borne out every year except 2014 when UConn won the national championship. When you go back to 2002 and Ken Palm started his rankings, and you add the offensive efficiency and the defensive efficiency rankings, and if they come out to less than 50, one of those teams is going to be your national champion. And you got six of those 10 teams now still in the draw. None of them are in the East Region, and those six teams, for the record, are UConn, UCLA, Houston. Texas, Alabama, and Creighton. Ooh, that, that sounds uh, familiar. That. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Wes, uh, say that one more time so that it's, it's adding up the offensive and defensive efficiency is what you're doing? Yes. Okay. Yes, and if it's less than 50, one of those has been your national champion every year dating back to 2002. So, yeah, you have six teams left, none of them in this East region and Madison Square Garden. So, Anybody really, I think, can come out of that region. So I would, I would lean certainly early on with Florida Atlantic, and then you see Michigan State once again. Kansas State is an underdog. They were an underdog yesterday to Kentucky. Kansas State pulls it out at the end. They made some crazy shots though down the end, and you know Kentucky has a guard that goes one of fifteen from the floor, and sometimes that happens in the NCAA tournament, but. I would be leaning with Kansas State, or Michigan State, rather, minus two. And I mean, and I know it goes with the Tom Izzo narrative, but, you know, you're not seeing a seven favored over three very often in the Sweet 16, because usually these teams that aren't supposed to get there, this is when water finds its level, right? More often than not, that these teams get beat in the Sweet 16. But this is such an odd-looking bracket with nothing really holding the form, then anything can happen. Yeah, that adding up to 50, by the way, Kelly, the, the adjusted offense and adjusted defensive efficiency is a way to include 2014 UConn, right? Because they were 39th Ooh. in one and 10th in the other. So basically it gives you no exceptions when you do it that way. Gotcha. On okay. formula, yeah. Uh, what about Friday, Wes? What leaps off the page for you again? Friday, we go to the Midwest and South regions both in Kansas City and Louisville, respectively. Miami and Houston. Houston favored by seven. These, these spreads generally bigger on Friday. Uh, the shortest one on Friday is Texas, four-point favorites over Xavier. But then Bama, seven-point favorites against San Diego State. We're even showing some seven-and-a-halves. And Creighton, the full ten against Princeton. 
Yeah, and I'm even seeing eight now with uh, Alabama, so that might continue to go up. Uh, that's an interesting game because San Diego State obviously, you know, wants to try to slow down the game and make it more of a defensive type of game. Maryland uh, was going to try to do that on Saturday, and then Julian Reese picked up three fouls early. Their big man had really been improving down the stretch of the season, had a good game for limited minutes, but just wasn't on the floor enough. So, you know, we'll see if San Diego State, I know the Mountain West, uh, you know, has been bad, but San Diego State gets to the Sweet 16 here. They're a team that likes to slow the tempo. And if you've seen based on the total, I think the opener on the total, or at least the consensus opener, was uh, 138. And now you're seeing 134 and a half. So that would more favor San Diego State. And I, I know that the the thought is out there that Alabama hasn't put it all together. And perhaps that thought is correct. But this is a team, though, that I think just overwhelms with athleticism. Like sometimes when I watch them play, and even on Saturday with the comfortable win over Maryland, I was like, this team doesn't always play smart. They take some really bad shots. Like they take a lot of threes. I think they were like eighth in three-point rate going into the tournament. But yet they're like middle of college basketball, all 363 teams in terms of three-point percentage. And this is the team that will chuck them up there. I mean, look, Nate Oates lets them do that. They want to play a wide-open style. But against Brian Dutcher and San Diego State, they take away transition. They are number one in transition rate uh, in all of college basketball. And you saw what they did. I know the circumstances at the end, they were fortunate to get the cover against Charleston. But they they really dominated the game. They dictated the terms of how the game was played, even though they didn't have margin in terms of scoring. So you don't get that margin. I think that's bad when you're laying points with the Aztecs, but taking points, they can take away transition buckets better than anybody. That's two votes for San Diego State. Tim Murray and Wes Reynolds both isolating the Aztecs uh, when looking at the Sweet 16 slate Thursday and Friday. All right, and we have FAU. And FAU, yeah. Just triggered a bet out of me. 45 seconds, 45 seconds, Kelly's in, 45 seconds left here, Wes. Uh, Princeton aside, which is the team in the Sweet 16 that surprises you the most that they're there? Mm, you know, I'm going to have to say Florida Atlantic, even though Dusty May, you know, has done a great job. And I think that team has been legit all year. Just to see the circumstances, the fact that you had a nine versus a 16 and Purdue as a number one seed gets bounced out of the tournament. I, I think that, you know, that besides Princeton, that they would have to be the biggest surprise. And the fact that, look, based on the number, you know, this is not insurmountable being a five point underdog yeah. against a coach in Rick Barnes, who, yes, he's won everywhere he's been in college basketball, but we know the the struggles that he has had in the NCAA tournament. So I think FAU, the Owls, are going to continue to get support in the market. Rick Barnes in the Sweet 16. So far, so good. Thank you, Wes. Great seeing you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Wes Reynolds, everybody. Co-host with Matt Humans, VEASAN tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, I'm sure they will be talking wall-to-wall college hoops as well we've done all we can do oh man we could do four hours on the tournament so much fun hope everybody had winning bets hope it was a net winning weekend hope it'll be net winning for you this coming weekend we've done all we can do the lombardi line is next enjoy from visa the sports betting network
There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.